Welcome back to Quick Bits. We have a ton to cover today, including a ruling on cameras in the Koberger court that seemed to spill over to other Idaho cases this week. Alec Murdaugh took a guilty plea for a ton of counts and then was sentenced in a very long court day. We have updates on the defamation case out of Idaho regarding that TikTok psychic and this arrest for wiretapping that seems to be related at least in some ways, to Clerk of Court Becky Hill. All of that coming up right now. I'm legal analyst Emily D. Baker. This is The Quick Bits, where I break down just the main points of the pop culture and entertainment cases I'm currently covering on YouTube and The Emily Show podcast. Let's get into it. Starting in Idaho with the Brian Koberger case, there has been lots of discussion about cameras in the courtroom, pending motions regarding cameras in the courtroom. Remember, both the prosecution and the defense was okay having cameras completely removed from the courtroom for this high-profile trial that still does not have a trial date. The court finally issued a ruling with regard to cameras in the courtroom saying, I'm going to compromise with you that there are interests that having cameras in the courtroom can protect, but the court is taking charge of those cameras. I think this is possible because courtrooms were outfitted with cameras for Zoom calls and for Zoom court during the pandemic. So courtrooms do, well, some courtrooms do, have their own cameras. So the court is going to be streaming on the court's own YouTube channel, and the media will be allowed to access that YouTube channel just like everyone else will be. The court said, we're going to run the cameras ourselves, and then we don't have to worry with the media persistently failing to follow what we have asked for. Do I think some of those things are intentional with the cameras in the courtroom and how they zoom in on Koberger and at defense counsel table and stuff? Yes, I do. Do I think they're trying to get the shot and get the moment for TV? Yes, I do. Is that what the court's interested in? No, it's not. And if you're trying to make better TV and not following the rules, this is where we end up with cameras getting kicked out of the courtroom, sort of. So media cameras and pool cameras will not be allowed in the courtroom in Idaho. No still photography for the Koberger case. The court will handle its own cameras. And we saw the court do the same thing in the last week in the Chad Daybell case, a trial that's going to be going forward in Idaho, where the media cameras have been removed from the court and the court's going to be running its own cameras. This is an interesting trend, and I'm curious to see if other courts start doing this, allowing public access, but taking complete control. And in this week's upcoming Emily show, we're going to be talking about more camera problems in court with another high profile trial. And that is the Young Thug trial going on right now in Georgia. Other things going on in Idaho, quite a lot of litigation has happened in the TikTok psychic defamation lawsuit. This is where a TikToker accused a university professor of hiring and carrying out the murders that Brian Koberger is been charged with and will be standing trial for at some point in the future. The court recently ruled against the TikToker in a slate of motions, and there is a pending summary judgment motion which could dispose of the entire case. The TikToker has failed to engage in discovery and the professor is asking as essentially not just a discovery sanction, but saying as an operation of law and under the code, all of the 
failures to reply to interrogatories and requests for admissions deems those things admitted. So liability has been established for defamation against the TikToker. So the professor through lawyers is saying there's nothing left to decide in this case except damages. So this should go to trial on damages only, not on liability for defamation. We're waiting for a court ruling on that. But the court went through all of the previous TikTokers motions and denied every single one with um, quite a stern ruling, but it hasn't slowed down the audacity of the filings because the TikToker is representing themselves. And some of those filings have accused the court of not only ignorance, but of blatant misconduct. So that's going to be interesting to see how the court continues to handle it. That'll be back in court on December 7th for a status conference. Thank you to today's QuickBit sponsor, Thrive Cosmetics. You guys know that I love cosmetics that are not just vegan and cruelty-free, but are easy to use, not just to purchase cosmetics that you feel good about and look great in, but also to give back with their giving promise where they donate a portion of every sale back to over 300 giving partners. And they're making savings for you even easier this season with their stocking stuffers, which are bundles that help you save in addition to today's discount for podcast listeners. So if you are looking to try some of my favorites, the stocking stuffers have them all in there, including the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Not only is it non-clumping and looks great, but it washes off with water. You don't have to scrub to get the mascara off of your eyes. It also includes the Infinity Waterproof Eyeliner and the Luminous Eye Brightener. So the three things that I use the most all in one bundle. So if you are ready to try the cosmetics that I love for yourself or give the gift of Thrive Cosmetics, the luxury beauty that gives back, you can do that with 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash lawnard. That's thrivecosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash lawnard for 20% off your first order. All right, let's get back to today's show. Last week on the Emily Show podcast, I broke down the arrest of the clerk of court, Becky Hill's son, who is the IT or was the IT director for Colton County. He is accused of wiretapping phone calls and using his official position as the head of the IT department to access those phone calls. I went through the court records, which are limited so far, that were publicly available, and they are accusing him of using his job to access a conversation between two parties. It seems like those parties are also county employees. What's so interesting about this investigation and this arrest is that Clerk of Court Becky Hill's cell phone was taken pursuant to a search warrant, which is very interesting, because how does this clerk of court's cell phone relate to the arrest of her adult son, who's accused of wiretapping phone calls, but also because the investigation was asked for, according to 14th Circuit Solicitor Duffy Stone, just three days after those big allegations of jury tampering were filed by Team Murdoch in the Court of Appeals asking for the stay of appeal and to grant hearings regarding motions for new trial based on their alleged actions by clerk of court, Becky Hill. It's a very interesting twist that I was absolutely not expecting. So for the full breakdown, that's in the Emily show from last week. 
And finally, Alec Murdaugh has pled to all of the state-level financial crimes. He had previously pled guilty on the federal crimes. He has not been sentenced there yet. Federal sentencing takes quite a bit more time with the way they do sentencing reports and things. The federal sentencing has not happened, but he was sentenced in state court this last week to 27 years after a over five-hour court day, including victim impact statements, impact statements from attorneys of victims, including Eric Bland and Justin Bamberg and Mark Tinsley, names that you're familiar with from watching the Murdoch murder trial, but also an extensive statement from Alec Murdoch himself, apologizing-ish for the financial crimes saying that he needs the financial crime victims to understand that he feels badly about what he has done to them, but also trying to explain to some of them that he did not commit the murders against Maggie and Paul, would never hurt them, and then an extensive soliloquy to those not in the courtroom, including Buster Murdaugh, his brother Randy, and others. He talked about himself, his family legacy, his lawyer stood up and said, Your Honor, he's got a written statement. It'll be five minutes. Over 50 minutes later, Alec Murdaugh sat down and then was sentenced by Judge Newman. It was a wild hearing to watch, and I live-streamed all of it over on my Emily D. Baker YouTube channel. But that clears up most of the outstanding charges against Alec Murdaugh. What we have not seen yet is any charges by the IRS. The state-level tax charges have been resolved in this plea. The roadside incident charges are not state grand jury charges. Those are state prosecutor charges. Those have not been resolved yet, but might resolve short of going to trial. And he hasn't been sentenced on the federal crimes that he pled to yet. So pending for murder still is sentencing on the federal crimes, anything that may or may not happen with the IRS tax-wise, that motion for new trial with regard to the murder cases if the motion for new trial is granted, then there will be a new murder trial. If that motion is denied, then the appeal process will continue to move forward. So the murder trial is not going to be fully resolved for quite a while yet as it wanders through that appeal process. And then we've got that state-level prosecution with regard to the roadside incident. But we're definitely not done because there are all those civil cases still pending, including the one with his insurance company. So there is there is no end of Murdaugh in sight at this point. And with all of that, I hope during this busy time of year, the Quick Bits are helping you stay in touch with everything that I'm doing. Don't forget to download the Law Nerd app for free on iOS or Android to keep up to date with all the content that I'm making, the cases that I am covering, and when I am live streaming during, well, a busy season for me as well. So with all of that, thank you for being here. Thank you for being a Law Nerd, and I will see you in the next one. You can stay up to date with everything I'm covering on our free iOS and Android app at lawnerdapp.com or search your app store for LawNerd. And you can also follow me on social media at the Emily D. Baker. Remember, I stream on YouTube on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I recap all of that for you in quick bits on Monday. And of course, The Emily Show drops on Wednesdays. Thanks for being a LawNerd.